Welcome back to another episode of the Your Houston Podcast. This is Mario Castillo, Your Houston Executive Director. Today, we welcome Sean Devon, Program Manager for the Urban Enrichment Institute. Sean is a nonprofit professional with over 10 years of experience. He graduated from Prairie View A&M University, and he's a native Houstonian. We have a lot to talk with him about, so we're going to jump right in. I feel the liftoff. The clock has started. Okay, so we're here with Sean Devon from the Urban Enrichment Institute. Before we get into what y'all do and, and all the programs and services y'all offer, we're going to ask you just a few questions to break the ice and get to know you a little bit. Great. And you're a native Houstonian, you said. Yes. So um, what's your favorite Houston restaurant? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I'm a foodie. So right now, I am hooked on jerk chicken tacos from the Turkey Leg Hut. Okay. They are pretty, pretty good. That's That's been my uh, food addiction as of late. Uh, I'm a barbecue guy. Yep. So I love barbecue. Uh, Ray's Barbecue, Truth, mm-hmm. uh, Triple J's over on the north side. I'm, I'm not a huge chain restaurant guy. Yep. I try to find those mom and pops, little, little neighborhood spots and all of that. So that's, that's why I'm, that's why I'm with it now. Okay. That's, I need to get to the Turkey Lake Hut. I haven't, I haven't made it there yet. You got my number. Whenever you're ready, we can roll okay. on over. <laughs> All right. Um, so you went to Prairie View A&M. Yes. What, uh, what was your favorite thing about Prairie View? Oh, man, the culture. The culture is top notch. I'm a band geek. Mm-hmm. So I was in the marching band at Prairie View. So we, and this was, I'm dating myself, this was 30 plus years ago. But we were instrumental in shaping the culture of how things were going at Prairie View at the time. Uh, So from band to the culture, the friendships that I, Mm -hmm. you know, were able to cultivate, uh, I have what I consider family now. We've been friends for 30 plus years and we're still rocking. Uh, My oldest son finished from Prairie View as well. Oh, wow. I met his mom at Prairie View. Uh, Her parents went to Prairie View. So it was just a a long line of, of Prairie View in my system. My best friend from high school was the reason I went to Prairie View. Uh, I was looking to go somewhere else, and then he was like, why don't you just come down 290 with us? So <laughs> shout out to Brian Williams for uh, paving the way for me to get to Prairie View. There you go. Okay. And then, um, you know, you obviously probably do a lot with Urban Enrichment Institute. I'm sure they work you all the time like nonprofits tend to do. They try to. Um, so what's your ideal vacation? Uh, just the opportunity to put on that out of office alert <laughs> and say, I'm not here. I'm not here and I'm, I'm unreachable. Um, but my youngest son is a senior in high school. So vacation now means just trying to soak up as much time I can get with him before he goes off to college next year and, and all of that good stuff. I just like to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cutting grass is a hobby, so I'm, I'm gonna cut some yards and and all of that. Not not a big traveler yet. Yeah, waiting to become that empty nester in a few months, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll try to stretch out a little bit more. But ideal vacation, just a lot of rest, a lot of relaxation, a lot of food. Yeah, in rotation, just start over again the next day. You know, that's the way to do it. Yeah, that's 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 relaxing to me. That's me. Is your oldest son, or is your son going to Prairie View? No, not my youngest son. Your youngest son. Uh, we're still in the process of deciding on where he's going. He's an athlete. So he has a few options okay. that we're weighing right now. Uh, I think he's going to stay in the state at least. 
you know, somewhere I can drive to him if I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Prev, you, you no, he's not going. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm sad, but not disappointed. You know, hey, it's, it's make your life, do your thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you being here, and uh, we're glad to have this conversation with you. Um, let's start out first by just learning more about what the Urban Enrichment Institute is. So Urban Enrichment Institute, formerly known as Fifth Ward Enrichment Program, is a in-school, out-of-school enrichment program for, for boys only, uh, minority boys. We're all young men, age 12 to 19. Uh, we're in seven schools out on the north side of town. We're in three middle schools and four high schools, McReynolds Middle School, Fleming Middle School, Key Middle School, Cashmere High School, Wheatley High School, uh, Fur, Austin, and Mickey Leland Prep. Uh, we also have a couple of young men at Yes Prep. Uh, and we provide uh, just a myriad of services to help, like we like to say, develop the whole young man. So during the day, our, we have a staff of site coordinators that are in every school, and they're the bridge, the liaison between parents and teachers, teachers and students, students and administration. Wherever we can add value on that campus, we try to. Um, after school, uh, we have a fleet of vans, and we go to each school. We pick up boys who are part of our after-school program, bring them back to our building, and that's when we get into the enrichment side of our day, uh, where we have STEM classes, music classes, photography, uh, graphic arts, culinary arts, as well as life skills, leadership skills, college and career, and military readiness. Just whatever you can think of, we try to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, after school is very important. You know, years ago they did a study and statistics say kids get in their most trouble between the hours of four and six. That's when the parents are still at work, they're getting out of school, and they're just kind of out there. Yep. So we provide that safe place that parents know where their kids are by the time we get ready to leave. And we take kids home too. We don't, we don't only pick them up from school. We take them home to oh, their wow. door. It's not taking them like a bus stop. So usually by the time we get ready to take them home, parents are home from work. Somebody is there to receive that kid. Yep. Uh, also we have a partnership with the Houston food bank. So they get a hot meal every day. It may not be a meal that they particularly like from time <laughs> to time, but it's a well balanced meal, it's yep. a hot meal. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, Sometimes that may be the last hot meal of the day for a lot of kids. So we want to be able to provide all of that. Of course, there's field trips involved. We partner with most of the major sports teams here in the city. Uh, Whatever is in season, we're usually catching a game or two. Uh, Also, career shadowing, kind of seeing the back channels Mm -hmm. of those organizations and seeing what goes on. You know, before Sunday, before Friday night, or, or things of that nature. Um, we're huge into that, huge into reading literacy, financial literacy. We partner with Junior Achievement and um, in the financial literacy part of life. Uh, this year, I'm making a little shift to focus more on the soft skills, the, the leadership skills, time management, conflict resolution, yep. uh, social emotional well being is huge uh, right now. So, those are some of the things that we, we try to delve into and take a holistic approach yeah. to uh, helping these young men best we can get to, get to places that they thought they would never be able to get to. So that, that's our main focus. That's the main thing we do. And whatever you can think of in between, we do that too. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it because, I mean, you really try and make that time from after school to when the parents get home, you know, when they're vulnerable. Right. You know, and you pick them up, 
you fill the, the time with activities enrichment and then you also take them home take so them you home. make sure i mean that's so important every day and, and that's monday through thursday during the school year uh in the summer we have an eight-week summer program that goes monday through friday and that's all day that's from about 7 30 in the morning to around four and meal come two meals come with that breakfast lunch and there's two and a half meals and a snack mm -hmm. in, in the evening and it's just a more robust version of our after-school program. We do it all day. More field trips, oh, excuse me, more activities, more guests, mm -hmm. and just more opportunity, you know, for these kids and these young men to experience some things that they've never experienced before, uh, open their eyes to some opportunities that they may have thought were never available, you know, to them. And we have a real good time doing it. I love yeah. what I do. I love what I do. So is there a cost to the program and how does someone enroll if they're at one of these schools? It's totally free. Okay. And it's volunteer. Uh, I have site coordinators on every campus and we're constantly recruiting young men. You know, uh, some young men are referred by counselors and teachers and coaches. Some young men, their brothers and cousins and neighbors have gone through the program. So they've known about it. And it's funny because you have to be at least 12 years old. Okay. So you, you're going to get a kid that's 12, 13 and, and can say, do you remember I used to come by here and pick up my brother? I was seven. I couldn't wait to become 12. I couldn't wait to become of age. So we cast a pretty wide net and don't turn away anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. Social and economic background, race, creed, religion, any of that. Everybody is welcome. Um, I, I brag on the program. One time we had the valedictorian at Cashmere High School as a part of the program. But at the same time, we had a kid who was a little bit more challenged, who we were helping to be able to write his own name. So, and everything in between. Yeah. So it's nothing for the valedictorian to mentor this kid and the kid in the middle. And that's it's part of the reason why we do it like that. Um, so everybody, you can learn from everybody mm -hmm. and everybody can teach somebody something. So. We cast that wide of a net for that reason. We're not so far up here that we like. Nah, we're not taking him. Right? Oh, oh no, we 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 take them all. We take them all. That's that's fantastic. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's it's you know it's hard work, even though you know education and sports and field trips. But this is work that you have to be built to do because you you see and experience a lot of different things. And you start to see that there are a lot of kids in this world that need more support for whatever reason. You know, a uh, parent could be incarcerated. Parent could have two, three jobs. Parent could be um, destitute of yep. kid with grandmother. Kid is pillar to post. So wherever we can plug in and fit in with a kid, that's where we are. That's where we are. So, again, it's free, voluntary. We have an application that everyone has to fill out because we want all the information. Parent has to sign off on it. We want permissions and all of that. But that's about the extent of it. Mm -hmm. if, if you want us, we want you. Okay. And we also get kids who initially probably don't want to come, but especially <laughs> a middle school. You know, they, they, they're they not old enough to um, make their own decisions yet. So if mom or daddy say, hey, this is where you're going after school, this is where you're going after school. Yep. And usually that first day or so, they sit, hey, what's wrong? I didn't want to come. And then by day three or day four, they running for the van, looking for us. What are mm -hmm. we doing today? So um, we're not scared of the I don't want to come because you, you're going to want to come after you see what we have going on. So that's what that's it. 
So you talk about the schools that you're in and the different neighborhoods, you know, here at your Houston, we focus on local quality of life issues mm -hmm. and that's our specialty. You know, we don't get involved in state or federal things. We're neighborhood centric, neighborhood focused. Right. Um, how do you see those issues in the neighborhoods and the impact that it has on the schools and the kids? You know, when you talk about sidewalks to walk on or parks to go to, um, Stray animals roam in the streets. You know, being housed in Fifth Ward in Houston, and if, if you've been around Houston for any significant amount of time, there is, Fifth Ward has its own legend. Some is true, some is urban legend. But everything that you just described is an issue in Fifth Ward, Denver Harbor, Cashmere Gardens, Pleasantville, um, even Far East Side. Those issues are universal. So it affects our kids and our families in a major way. Here in Houston, in some of those urban areas, gentrification is happening. That is one of the biggest things, biggest things that we're trying to navigate right now. Watching how that changes a, a neighborhood, listening to the questions that these kids have, like, how much is that new house right there? Yeah. And you know, we'll stop and say, you'll be surprised. Let's take a guess. 100,000, then one kid, 2 million. And I would be like, well, it's closer to 2 million than it is, you know, 100,000. But right next to it is a shotgun house. Yeah. And they're like, how does that happen? So explaining that and, and giving them different things to look out for is an issue. Uh, quality of life, Fifth Ward is also a food desert. Yep. There's, there's one chain grocery store in the area, and that's Fiesta. Everything else is a mom and pop. What comes along with a mom and pop? Convenient food, uh, microwavable dishes, not much fresh fruit, yep. not much fresh meat and things of that nature. That's another issue. Uh, another huge issue in Fifth Ward is Union Pacific Rail Yard, mm. believe it or not. Um, Fifth Ward is a cancer cluster. And studies have shown that it's because of the chemicals that have seeped into the soil from the rail yards. Oh wow! So the creosol that's that's in the in the soil, they've determined that that is a a factor. Another thing in Fifth Ward, the railroad tracks. A train could come across that track, and it can lock up a subdivision, lock up a intersection for two hours, because the Union Pacific hub is in the middle of Fifth Ward. So when they're shifting over and doing all this track shifting and moving trains, they put trains on the track and they'll just sit them there. And it chokes off a whole side of a neighborhood. So those are some other issues that these kids are really starting to take sight of. Like, it's a fire station right here, but it's a track right here. Mm -hmm. What if something happens? And I, again, I love the opportunity to be like, what do you think happens? Yep. Like, well, they got to go all the way and they know the streets. They got to go here, 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 here. What if they don't have that much time? Exactly. So those are quality of life issues that we see along with the stray dogs, lack of sidewalks. Uh, ditches with trash in them, lack of heavy trash pickup on a consistent basis, so it piles up. Yep. And then once it starts piling up, somebody from two neighborhoods over is going to bring their pile. Dumps gonna it. Yep. dump it on that pile. Um, so those are some of the things that we see. And when kids start asking those questions, I was like, so what do you think we can do? How do, you, how do we change that? Well, let's call somebody. Who do you think you could call? So that opens the door to, okay, when we get back to the building, we're going to research who to call about this. We're going to sit down and see if we can come up with a plan to help curb this and curb that. 
just because it's a sore eye issue is a perfect learning tool, you know, to get kids involved on the civic engagement side, being community oriented. Uh, one thing about Fifth Ward, Cashmere Gardens, Denver Harbor, it is family and community centric. Yep. I mean, they are a city of its own. They can be. And that seeps out to everybody. So you get that sense of brotherhood, that sense of togetherness, that sense of, okay, if it's bad over here, it's bad over there. So let's fix it here and there. So when you start talking about quality of life issues and listing some of the things you listed, we see it on a regular basis. Add to that peer pressure, uh, violence in the streets, uh, issues with police brutality, issues with relationships with law enforcement, issues with the haves versus the have-nots. You know, it used to be a lot of things were racially divided. Right. Now it's more of the haves versus the have-nots. And have-not has no race attached to it. The haves have nothing attached to it. They just have that um, common thread of, I don't have enough of something, be it food, be it money, whatever. And so those are some of the things that we try to tackle. Can we fix everything at once? Of course not. But if we can get a kid engaged enough at a young age, by the time he's old enough to really, really affect change, he's prepared for it. Well, it's it's so important that you use those questions as a learning opportunity mm -hmm. because that's going to light a spark. If some kid researches, oh, I could re reach out to a city council member and then they send an email and they get a response and some trash gets picked up or right. then it's like, well, what else can we do? You know? You're seeing the fruits of your labor. Yep. You're seeing your actions take action. You know, if, if you say, and I, I tell the kids all the time, nothing changes if nothing changes. And you miss every shot that you don't take. You know, they'll be like, well, what if they tell us no? What if they say yes? The only way we're going to find out is to fire off this email or, or make these, these phone calls. Well, I'm nervous. I'm scared. Well, we'll work through that. But the fact that you have a desire to make something happen, that's all we need. We could add the rest. We, we could, you know, get you ready yep. for a presentation or something like that. So uh, we take everything as an opportunity as opposed to a loss. You know, we're taking L's. We're taking losses. Oh, we're learning lessons. We're learning lessons. We're going to affect change. You know, let's, let's be the change that we want to see. If you want to see something different in your neighborhood, start modeling what you want to see. And then somebody's going to see you doing it. If you had trash in front of your house for three days, go pick it up. And don't let any more trash accumulate. Your neighbor's going to say, oh, the street is looking really neat. Yep. Let me pull my trash back. Yep. And then next thing you know, the block is different. And, and the kid can sit back and like, I started. <laughs> Look what I did. You know, and, and that confidence, that chest starts to stick out a little bit more. The chin comes up further and further. And the next thing you know, you've bred a leader. Exactly. You, you've You've incubated a future leader in his community, in his house, in his, in his zone, in his, even if it's just in his circle of friends, he, he's, he's done it. So that's, that's part of what we aim to do. So if people want to get involved, let's say they don't have kids or they're not in those schools, but they love the program, they mm -hmm. love the organization, they want to help. What are some ways that they can? Well, being that, that we're a nonprofit, you can always open your wallet. <laughs> you can always scratch a check. But 
some people want to get involved. Right. So we're always looking for volunteers, especially mentors. We're jumping now that we're post COVID. We're getting mm-hmm. back to more of our one-to-one mentoring okay. uh, for our young men. So if there are men out there who would like to mentor, you know, or volunteer, um, they can go to our website, ueinstitute.org, and get our address, phone number. There's volunteer opportunities there. Uh, we, Like I said, we're always open to that. I love showing the program off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after February, we're going through a little build-out renovation. Okay. So after February, people want to come by, take a look, see what we do. The, our doors are open. Uh, but if anybody wants to get involved, just hit our website, ueinstitute.org, and all that information is there. And we'd love to have them. Love to have them. Do y'all do um, outreach at uh, events out in the community? Yes, we try to okay. as, as much as we can. Um, you know, being an after-school program, we only get two hours a day. And you have to factor in travel to and fro. So we try to do most of that in the summers or on days when school is out, holidays, you know, President's Day here, mm-hmm. spring break, Christmas break. But yeah, we, we try to do as much as possible. We partner with Fifth Ward Community Redevelopment Coalition. Okay. Um, and when they put on the Lyons Avenue Renaissance Festival where everybody comes out and celebrates the historic significance of Lyons Avenue. So we partner with them and and uh, volunteer at that event. Everything in Fifth Ward comes across our desk at some point. If we have the bandwidth to do it, we're doing it. Uh, we we don't shy away from opportunities to get out and get visible and get our hands dirty and whatever we you know we need to do as a program because um, service is huge. Yep. If you can't learn to serve, you're going to struggle to lead. So we try to get our young men acclimated to service, 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 serve, serve, serve your community, serve your community, serve your families. And um, so when those opportunities arise, we jump on, we jump on. That's so important because in your community and in your neighborhood, you're going to have the biggest impact Mm -hmm. if you decide to get involved and, and give back in some way. Right. And that's contagious because, you know, like you talked about with the trash getting picked up, People are going to notice and they're going to see it results. They're going to be a part of that. Right. And then it grows and you get more organized. You get more victories. You start to really see why it's important to be engaged locally. Right. Being, being engaged right there. And another term that I like to use with our young men, invest in whatever or whoever took the time to invest in you. Reinvest in that. And that doesn't necessarily always mean money. That's your, your time, your skills, your your prayer sometimes, a word of advice. If if you're a young man and you be, become an, a, a, a productive adult and you think back like, wow, I learned a lot at Urban Enrichment. And you see a kid that's nine, 10 years old, you're going to be more apt to pour into that young man just like somebody poured into you. So reinvesting in whatever, whoever invested in you is huge with us. So that galvanizes us as a program it galvanizes me as an individual and then that galvanizes our kids so um if enough of those kids get that yep we on the way to something pretty good because i tell them like man i'm i'll be 50 in september i need y'all i and i need to be confident that if you become a doctor Am I going to really want you to kind of poke on me? So uh, I'm trying to, you know, I tell him, I'm trying to create some men that's going to be able to hold it. Like kids say, hold it down. 
you know, I need that. So that's what, you know, part of what we do. A lot of what we do. Are y'all looking to expand at all into more schools? Yes, we are. Um, We have a wonderful board. We have an excellent uh, executive director, Mr. Keith Cornelius. He's, He's our third executive director in 38 years. That's huge. And he has a grand vision. And part of that vision is expansion. Um, that's part of the reason why the name changed. We were formerly Fifth Ward Enrichment Program. Right. It's hard to go to Third Ward and say, hey, I'm Sean Devon from the Fifth Ward Enrichment Program. And first thing they say is, well, why are you over here? <laughs> but, hey, I'm Sean Devon from the Urban Enrichment Institute. And we're looking to do this, this, and this. Well, come on in, Mr. Devon. Let's sit down and talk. You yep. know, so expansion is is definitely uh, on high on high horizon. Right now, we're housed in the Fifth Ward Multi Service Center, which is a city okay. building. Yep. Uh, our dream, our goal in the next few years, uh, short term is to get a capital campaign going. Long term is to get in our own building, our own space. Uh, that way, we can uh, do more. And so, yeah, expansion is is on the horizon. It is top of the charts. It's yeah. Like, because we want to do more for more kids. Exactly. And, you know, for the longest time, UEI and Fifth Water Richard Program, it was just Fifth Water's best kept secret. And it's time to pull the bow off the wrap and let the world see this gift. It is. You know, a little bit. It's such a fantastic program. And, you know, you really are comprehensive in your approach. And, and so why not get that into as many neighborhoods in Houston as possible? Because look at how many lives can be impacted in a positive way. Right. I mean, it is um, like in, our, in the summer, we take kids from all over the city. So we can get a kid from Humble, from Pearland, Sugarland, uh, Channel View, and everywhere in between because their parents are able to bring them there. We don't have to take them all the way home. So when you get that gumbo of culture, in Houston and some young men who are eager to learn and eager to soak in this knowledge and this information and these experiences. Again, that's something that seeps out Yep. that they go back and say, well, where, you, where did you learn that? Oh, I go to this program. Well, how can I get involved? Well, here's the number. Here's this who you talk to. So when, you, when we expand, that expands the city. It allows us and, young men in the city to feel like they are part of something bigger than themselves and to affect something that's bigger than themselves as well. So yeah, expansion is, we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, we wish you the best of luck in your efforts. Y'all have uh, such a great organization and provide a great service. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure there are ways that we can continue to work together uh, in, in both of our, uh, organization's efforts. I think so. I, th- I think so. I-, I was so glad to get the email uh, and the invite because I could talk about this program with anybody for l- length of time. So I love talking about what we do. I love talking about our young men. I love exposing people to the program um, and bringing in opportunities. Yep. You never know who you may meet and who may say, hey, how about you bring a group of guys over? I would love to show them our podcast studio. I would love to show them, you know, I own a restaurant. I would love to sit down and talk to them about entrepreneurship. I would, you know, and more of those people that we meet, it grows our program. It grows the organization. And a lot of that doesn't cost. Now, expansion costs. You know, <laughs> a new building costs. I would love somebody to call up and say, hey, uh, 
I hit the lotto last night. Yep. And uh, in about two weeks, I'm gonna bring y'all ten million dollars. I'll be happy as you know, uh, as all our doors. That's not the reality of it. So we got to build it brick by brick. But some of that that help is non-monetary. Just your skills, your time, your 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 know-how, your desire to mentor, your desire to see kids win. That's my main. I love to see kids win. Not just my kids, but kids in in general. I love to see them in positions to win, to succeed in life. So if if people have that same vision, come talk to us. Yeah, yeah. they're the future. So we want them to win. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. And like I say, I need them. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to know and be confident that this next generation of young people are gonna be productive adults. <laughs> you know, and and I won't just be destitute or estranged out there trying to just lean on my knucklehead sons. <laughs> not, I take, you know, they're going to see this like, Dad, you call me knucklehead. Not, not, in, the, in the most loving way. <laughs> so people can volunteer to be mentors, which is, which is key. And we know, you know, we did a podcast with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. They talked a lot about how important mentorship is. Um, who's been a mentor to you? Uh, you know, I come from a serving oriented family the men in my family are doers uh they love to serve my father well um even though he worked all in gas in my younger years he was my scout master he wasn't he wasn't only my scout master he was the neighborhood's scout master all of my friends in the neighborhood he was the scout master everybody came to my house to go to camp and and all that good stuff so he has been a shining example and mentor to me, not only just being his son, but uh, becoming the man that I that I am, the father that I am, the 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 program manager that I am. I get a lot of that from him. Uh, above him is his father. Um, he was just a hard worker. He was an entrepreneur, multi skilled, very very sharp, very smart, sharp dressers, and um, he mentored me. Uh, beyond him. Uh, my dad's other grandfather mm-hmm. and uh, my mom's brother. She's the the baby with three older brothers. And all three of them poured into me so much, so much. I, I am blessed to be surrounded by some of the greatest men in the world to me. And those, those have been my mentors. I, I stand on the shoulders of giants and uh, I don't take that for granted. I don't take that for granted. A lot of what I do is to make sure they're proud that they can, that my daddy can smile and say, yeah, that's my boy. That's, that's him. I have a feeling he's saying that. He will after he sees this, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Sean, and telling us all about the Urban Enrichment Institute. Uh, Y'all are a fantastic organization that does such impactful work. We're uh, honored to be able to highlight y'all. Thank you. Thanks thanks again for the opportunity. This is is monumental for for not only uh, the program, but for me as well, uh, to just to be able to to share what we're doing and just let the city know that some men out here that are really digging in with the young men in this city, you know, so that's, that's us. Thanks again, man. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sean, for taking time to speak with us and tell us all about the successful after-school program at the Urban Enrichment Institute. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. We've got a lot more podcasts lined up. We'll see you next time. 